Welcome to another episode of One Last Thing. I am your host, Anthony Freddy. And for those that might be listening to us for the first time, this podcast is basically about the seniors and reflecting on different memories. I'll bring a senior on each week, talk about our favorite memories. Um, it can be whatever we want to talk about from our freshman year to our senior year. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by Darnisha Mitchell. Darnisha, welcome. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Um, and it's winding down like we're counting weeks by weeks and it's insane i've been telling the other seniors that we're already going to be graduating yes like how crazy is that to think like it seems like just yesterday we were here but now we're gonna be alums in like a couple of months i i tell people that all the time like it feels like yesterday i was just a freshman arriving on campus of ISU and now like I'm about to graduate like March is almost over and I'm just like oh my god like literally time is ticking and I'm almost there I'm almost <laughs> at the finish line of undergrad it's crazy yeah it is insane to think and like once the fall starts again it's like oh I've got to go to class wait no nope, wait no no got to go to work <laughs> <laughs> yep we're gonna be entering the real world, which is insane to think. Um, have you thought about what you want to do? Like, um, since you're a sports reporter here, do you want to go into reporting or do you want to be um, part of the television site? Because I know we're both part of TV 10. So my first option is hopefully staying in television. I hope to continue reporting or MMJ. And specifically, I hope to do continue sports reporting. Um, it's been fun. I've been doing it for a while now. But I think I dived, in it, dived into it so much more this year in my senior year which has been great I love it it's been so much fun and so I hope to continue that in television world or if television doesn't work then maybe print as long as I can just and when it boils down to it as long as I can still do some sort of sports reporting I think that'll be great yep and how did you feel obviously like with this past semester in the fall there were like virtually no sports going on so like how frustrating is was it to like try and get more creative with the stories? Oh, it was just, it was very hard and very frustrating. Um, I was in Com 267 at the time um, for TV 10, and Laura would try the best that she could to give me sports stories. She's like, I mean, I know you love sports, but as you know, there's not really sports much going on right now. So she would try as best she can. There was very minimal high school sports that she sent me to, so I did cover that. The Larry Lyons thing was like the biggest sports news at that time, so I was able to talk with him and Deets and cover that. So that was cool, but yeah, it was just very frustrating because I'm saying to myself, man, I really want to get this experience. I want to get this stuff going and get to making my demo reel, and then I had nothing. I was just like, ugh, it was very hard. Yeah, but it's nice that we got sports back, and um Kind of fittingly, um, the women's basketball team, they wrapped up their season um, on Monday night. Um, but it's insane that they they finally got back to the postseason. They were finally able to get a win. Like, we were talking about that um, before you came on. But, like, it was a great season to have the women go so far, especially with all the unknowns and with the men's team not really doing so well. Yeah, and, you know, I just – and I'm so happy that they – even though it didn't end exactly how they wanted it to end, I'm happy to still see them go to the postseason because I actually remember 
last year, somewhere around this time, when they were preparing for the MVC tournament, I interviewed Coach Gillespie at WGLT. And, you know, yeah, she was just so uh, proud of the team that they had last year and was just so ready to uh, make the jump. Like, she's, you know, was telling me then, like, we want to be the best mid-major program and such, such, such. Was so happy and so confident. And then to have it taken away from them, that was so disappointing. So, um, yeah, coming into this season, I'm saying, you know, I hope that they able to get that chance that they didn't have last year and they kind of did and so it, it just it turned out to be a pretty great season for them and especially because you know like TT and Lexi left so it was just kind of like some uncertainty there like how would they do but we know coach Gillespie does a great job of picking great talent so she was able to really fill in those gaps very very well with like great pieces like we saw with Deanna Wilson Maya Wong and just so many others and so it turned out to be a great season you know it was a fun season to cover I enjoyed covering them this Despite the circumstances, you know, it was weird, you know, not being on the floor and things like that. But still, it was really cool. Yeah, that's kind of the one thing I miss, too, about covering games this season is that we're in the upper bowl where those suites are. But usually we'd be down court side. And that was just like a really cool view because you'd be like right there You're by like the players. Right and, there. and especially with all the fans there. I mean, that was just amazing. Amazing. But yeah, like you mentioned, Coach Gillespie's done a great job with the program, trying to um, bring it back. Um, out of the four years that Gillespie's been here, is there like a certain game that stands out? Maybe that's like one of your favorites, either going to as a fan or maybe that you reported on? I think the Bradley game, actually. The I-74 rival game was really cool just because, you know, for me, those was one of those. Bradley was one of those teams because – as we know, they're in NCAA March Madness right now, and they were one of those teams where it's like, okay, like this is going to be the test. Like, you know, just how great are you guys? Can you beat, you know, one of the best in the NBC tournament, best shoe in, in college sports right now? And they did. And so that was really cool to, like, be there and cover that. So, Yeah, especially, like, it being an I-74 rivalry, it, like, made – playing in that game so much more memorable because it just like the history between those two programs. And like you mentioned, just the way Bradley's been playing there in the tournament and they just like grown so much, but like the game, I think you might be referencing when they were home here and we like shut down their two best scores. Like that was pretty big. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. I like just and that was one of those games where because of course there's been like little to no fans and so I was just I was there covering I'm saying to myself like man like this would have been like an amazing game to have fans like just imagine the energy if fans were here like cheering us on seeing this that's like probably the biggest thing about covering sports now there's no fans yes and it's like you you hear everything like like I would be just watching, you know, the game and I'm just hearing like Coach Willespie and other assistant other assistant coaches on the sideline. They're like like if they're calling Maya Wong to like do this and do that. They're like, Maya, 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 Juju, Juju. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like this is hilarious. So it's like cool though at the same time hearing all of them like communicating to them about, you know, what to do and what to do on this play and this and that. So that's yeah, been the cool part. It is cool like being <laughs> up there and then you see like coach screaming out these different plays or the players talking to each other it's like oh okay 
So like when you hear a certain name, like, oh, it looks like she's going to be doing something now. Right. right. <laughs> and this like I love seeing Coach Gillespie, too, on um, courtside. Just she's always so vocal and just like how she is with her team, like especially mm-hmm. when there's like they get like a big shooting run going in. She gets like really pumped up, you know, her hands yes, are in the air, you know, fist so pumping. And like, yeah, both sides. And like I think she also like holds her um he she keeps her cool mm-hmm. um when things like don't go her way. Like when there was like a questionable call, she would like try and talk to the ref, but then it's like, you know what? I don't think it's worth getting ejected for. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna calm down. Yes, I've noticed that too. She just does an absolutely great job. And I was covering the um the WNIT consolation championship game last night and you know it was those instances again where the refs are calling something and she's just like wait I don't think I like that but you know she was just still despite it all keep her cool just still just so humble it's just so awesome to talk to and just you know I love at the end of the day you know she's still is proud of her team and proud of her players and so she's awesome to talk to I also love watching her after the games after the home games and she has her son with her and like he's just like shooting on the little rim that's outside like that's just so cute yeah Beckett and then they recently had another um kid I believe Emerson a daughter um as well but yeah it's cool watching Beckett I remember um I think it was the Missouri State game when they were almost going to upset him and then they lost in the final seconds um but then I saw coach Gillespie um with Beckett and um he was like trying to get the ball and then like she like brought him up and is like oh super Becca and I'm like that's adorable and that mm-hmm. says so much about this yes it's just it's just so amazing like I just feel like it's just such a and I see um and, and it was funny because I was talking to uh Juju last year too when all of this happened and she was saying man I if I'd known that I would come here and build such a great bond with this program and be under such great leadership like Coach Gillespie, um, I would have came here sooner. I would have spent my entire four years here because you could tell like the environment, the culture that she has built is just such amazing. Yeah, and it's like you'd think of women's basketball like they're not as prominent as the men's side, and we've seen that recently with the gender gap issues um, they've done, but like. Gillespie's definitely made this a program to come and watch. Like it is a bummer that they couldn't have fans because this was a really entertaining team, especially with the W and IT, like making it to the postseason, be able to compete with some of the better teams. And basically being in the W and IT, you're saying that you're just about one of the top 100 teams in the nation. Literally like this was such an awesome team to cover and like this was my first year having the women's basketball beat and I'm I was just saying to myself yesterday like man like you know just what a great year and I literally just like low-key felt emotional after the game just like oh like this is it like it's it's a wrap it's done but yeah like this was really a great great team and I just you know just continue to be excited about the next year yeah, I wonder how they're going to do now once we've graduated, mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Like, it'll be cool if they ever make it back to the NCAA tournament just to see them on Selection Sunday and be like, hey, I can I can pick them. Right. <laughs> that'd be cool yes. to see them. that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, what are some other sporting events, like some other games that you remember covering? Um I guess football, that was a big one. Oh, um, that was cool. That was um, actually my first 
football game that I had ever covered, which was cool. Um, it was disappointing because I wasn't able to be like on the field like I'd want to. They had you in the cement area in the corner. And so wasn't you know, I wasn't able to do as much moving around and like getting in there and catching those plays like I had wanted. It was a cool experience. Um, it was a rough home opener for them, sadly. But um, yeah, that was just still such a great experience. Um, yeah, just being there and and they had fans. So yes. that was cool, you know, just to have the energy for them, from them, cheering them on. It was cool. But it was also funny because when they were um, up 17 and 0, like, beginning of the game, like, winning, everyone's, like, pumped, like, yeah, ooh. But then when, um, who was it, South Dakota, they were playing first yep. game. Yeah, South Dakota started making a run and came back and it eventually took the lead and everyone's just like dead silent. You can hear a pin drop. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um the reporter from ABC Heart of Illinois uh was right next to me. We we're both like with our cameras reporting and we both were talking about it and we thought like they were gonna run away with this. Like, yeah, like they have this in the bag. They're gonna do it. Yeah, and it was then, like a three score lead. Yeah, and then that time fourth quarter came around, we're like yeah. <laughs> yeah, just watching it in the stands, um like I was feeling the same way. Like they were up seventeen nothing, they were able I'm like, oh we could, you know, start off with you know with a win like they always do, but um then they kept getting all these turnovers. I'm like, okay, maybe if they can get a stop here and then South Dakota just kept closely coming back in the game and I'm like, Are you kidding me? And now yeah. it's like it was like every other play was a turnover. Turnovers so, killed them. And I was game. thinking even just getting one positive yard was right. progress from the last drive. <laughs> oh, man. That was, yeah, that was very crazy, very frustrating. But like I said, fun at the same time. Because it was also a beautiful day, too. I was, was like, that was such a great day to have football. But so, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and it was um, really neat, especially last year, watching someone like James Robinson where um, – he was getting some looks from the NFL, um, and then he finally was able to make it. He went undrafted and then just had a stellar rookie season for the Jaguars. And it was just, like, really cool to see him on the field. Like, hey, we just saw him on our field. field and fall. now he's playing for the Jaguars. My favorite, actually my favorite uh, football game that I attended was um, – was last year's uh homecoming game they played southern southern illinois i think it was and he was there just doing what james robinson does like just killing it and they blew him out and yeah it was just so fun and i remember just watching him then and i'm just like yeah he's definitely like if he doesn't make it in the nfl if no team picks him like you guys are crazy because this guy is crazy freaking good yeah, I remember like watching the draft and he was projected to go like fourth through six. And I was like paying really close attention during those rounds. I'm like, okay, he didn't go then, maybe the seventh round. And right. I'm like, he didn't get picked. Then I was like really bummed. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, it's like, yep, Jaguars are going to sign him mm -hmm. um, as an unrestricted free agent. I'm like, that has got to be the biggest slap in the face. Right. Like, they didn't so draft you, but they still disrespectful. Want you. But I mean, you know, in the end, it was a steal for them, and I'm still in, in the end. I'm glad that the Jaguars did see 
his talent and see what he can bring to the table and said, all right, you know, we're going to bring him in. I'm pretty sure that's really what matters at the end of the day. But, yeah, I do wish that he would have actually been in the draft numbers. So. And he had, like, a stellar rookie season. Like, I think oh, one of the man. best running backs. I mean, most undraft or most yards from an undrafted person. Like, really cool to see him watch. And, like, with Leonard Fournette, yeah. he was back on that team. And it was – it, like, blew my mind that part of the reason they traded him was because of how strong James Robinson's, <laughs> like, preseason camp was. Right. Oh, he killed it in preseason camp. Oh, it was so yeah. great. <laughs> it's going to be so fun to watch him. Um in these next few seasons, and maybe some other um, Redbirds will join them. Um, but now it's tough to see because we were supposed to be watching some games, but now after this past weekend, that victory, they decided to cancel it, obviously, just for the safety of the team. Yeah, and that was so unexpected. Like, I had to double look at my phone, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, um, but yeah, and I, did honest, I honestly didn't realize just kind of like how, I guess, shorthanded it was, according to Coach Spack, and so... I was just like, okay, well, I guess, you know, but they also didn't have the best start. They won like that one game and that was against Western. So I'm just like, did that play a role in that? Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I saw one interview. It might have been with WGLT or another station, but um, they were saying that, um, or maybe it was a pantograph, but. Um, they basically said that the record didn't have anything to do with it. I guess it was just a coincidence that they've been struggling and they opted out. Uh, I mean, that was a bummer. That was such because, yeah, just even despite the rough start, you know, I was hoping that eventually they start to get it together, you know, start to really click as a team, um, really find their rhythm down the stretch. Like I said, they only had about four games left, so it was a short season as it, as it is. But, you know, still – Hope to see some sort of progress, have some sort of season. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I'm going to miss, just being at college football games as a student, because that was like a big reason I wanted to choose um, one of my colleges, Mm -hmm. like go to ISU, because they had college football, Football, like being able to be in that atmosphere on Saturdays, going to game day and like seeing them um, play. I mean, especially what like at the beginning of the season, First couple times it was like those night games, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. That, that's something I thought about too recently. It was like, especially since, like I said, that game that um, their home opener was the first football game that I got to cover. I had been to other football games, but that was the one I got to cover. And now that's going to be the only one. I'm like, oh, you know, it sucks. But yeah, it definitely was a bummer. Now that we're not going to be able to see him the rest of this year. We'll see him on TV in the fall. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, that would be great. Yeah. That would be exciting. Um, yeah, if they're able to play in the mm-hmm. fall, hopefully everything um, can be better by then. Right. Everyone's healthy. Yeah. And, yeah. But um, that'll just about do it for this week's edition of One Last Thing. Darnisha, thank you so much for coming on. Um, best of luck the rest of this senior year. Try and make the most of it. Um And good luck with the job search as well, because I know being a fellow sports supporter, it's tough in this industry, but hopefully you're able to find something. Well, I appreciate you having me here. Thanks so much, Anthony, and same to you. My pleasure. And um, once again, um, that was this week's edition of One Last Thing. Stay safe and go you Redbirds.